Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 21. Minute 21. Hey everyone, it's Dan. What's happening? We are, what has happened? Oh, Dr. Sickler. A science is gone and now Dr. Sickler is chatting with the guys. Something about Scott and Linda and the big dance. Let's listen. Big dance with him? <laughs> well, that sounds just fine, Scott. But I hope you're not planning on calling tonight. Oh. Even though she and those two are probably still up, I'm sure Mrs. Sickler has already gone to bed. Oh, no, sir. We were just heading home to do our summer reading. Well, I'm glad to see there are still a few conscientious students around these days. I'm afraid I'm working tonight, too. I have to go to the hospital to see a patient. Miss Sickler left me instructions in no uncertain terms to pick her up some orange juice on the way home for her in the morning. Can I get you boys anything? Oh, no, sir. Uh, Some orange juice, maybe? No, sir. It's it's fine. No, No, thank you. We've already had a few beers. Oh, no, thank you, sir. we just had some cashews and some Pepsis, and now we're heading on home. Yes, well, sir. I have to be going to this. Uh, these emergencies are a, a pain, but uh, you can't be too careful. Yeah, especially with all the nuts in that place. No, I, I'm sure you can't, sir. Hey, take care, Dr. Sirka. Tell Linda well, we said hi. I'm sure I'll be seeing you both. So he has been called back. Dr. Sickler, by the way, has been called back. And I love a full, another full minute with Dr. Sickler. Oh, it's like, oh, it's just like, it's like when, you know, Beetlejuice shows up in Beetlejuice. You know, it's like when I first saw Beetlejuice, I sat there the whole time waiting for Beetlejuice to show up. Yes, I was absolutely in love with the Nona Ryder. Why do you ask? But I was mainly sitting there waiting for Beetlejuice to show up. So to me, the movie was these long stretches and then Beetlejuice, like, um, like a Godzilla movie or something, you know, long stretches, Godzilla fight. Yay. To me. You could look at Last Slumber Party as Dr. Sickler minutes and everything else. You'd be missing out on a lot, but it's he's so great. I just I I like I like his face. I can't like sometimes it looks like he seriously believes that these douches are are really this studious. They're out at a convenience store like at ten o'clock at night, and they're just going home to do their summer reading on the first day. No, it isn't even the first day of summer vacation. Tomorrow's the first day of summer vacation. On the last day of school, they're going to start their summer reading. You know what? I might have done something like that when I was in the library bowl. Did I never tell you guys about the library bowl? Maybe soon I'll tell you about the library bowl. We got gypped. W-I-H-I. What was that when I was... What school was I in when we were in the library bowl? Was that... I think we were... I'm trying to remember whether I was still in grade school at Christ the King or whether I was in West Toronto. No, I was still in grade school. Yep. I, I think I was in like 7th or 8th grade. Yep. We got gypped and we got gypped hard. One of my dogs is going crazy behind me. We got gypped and we got gypped hard. But I'll tell you about the library bowl soon, one day. But um, pink shirt or is it peach shirt, blue shirt, white shirt? Those are the guys. Um, and I, I like too how here's Dr. Sickler. He's a doctor. He's an MD. You work hard to get there. You work hard to earn the money. To, but we all work hard. But you know, I'm looking at him purely from the doctor point of view, and not Doctor Who, but uh, a doctor 
point of view, not the doctor, the definite article, you might say, but you, um, you're there uh, with Dr. Sickler, who's obviously he's worked hard, he's done his thing, and he's talking to these three d-bags and and it's just like they're they're lying to him i, I mean they're not lying about um uh scott might she might want to go to the big dance with him the big dance so there is something coming up i i i thought i mean i don't remember when i went to again you know to me we in high school regular days ended and then we had uh, a couple days off and then a week of finals and then in my first three years, we didn't have anything else after that. The senior year, we had the senior ball. We had the senior banquet. Oh, no, we had the junior prom, of course. But the junior, no, the junior prom was was before school ended. It, the senior banquet and graduation was after the last day in finals, obviously. Um, but I, I, I'm interested to know. So I guess they do like a school has ended. And there's a big dance, um, and there's a big dance. Yeah, I, I don't know if they are going to do finals. Again, there's no mention of graduation, which would be something that you mentioned a lot. Graduation and college and this, that, and the other thing would be mentioned a lot if they were seniors. So there must be like a, a big dance for the school, possibly, I guess. And, and Scott might be inviting Linda, unless some crazy guy slits their friggin' throats. So... Yeah, Dr. Sickler is, is sort of in between. The, the problem is that if you watch the scene, whenever someone said, like Scott says something stupid, no, we just had a few beers, generally it's over Dr. Sickler's shoulder and on the guys. So you see them react, but you don't, you don't, so, so, occasionally you do, but most of the time when the dumb things are said or done, like the belch in the previous minute or the couple of beers, um, you, you're seeing either close-ups of the guys in the car or or you're seeing this over-the-shoulder shot of the guys. over, And so you can't quite tell from Dr. Sickler's face what his response is. And I think his, I think, this is my thought, I think he might be slightly deluded but I think also two things come into play. Uh, maybe even three with the orange juice. Let's do the orange juice first. Um, is he there to pick up the orange juice? I, I like the concept that two people have been killed right outside the hospital. It looks like it might be one of his patients who he was going to give a lobotomy to t tomorrow who escaped to uh, get, get, get away from the lobotomy. And I love the thought that he's going to stroll in to the hospital with maybe police all around and, and maybe reporters and that kind of thing with like a pint of orange juice and, and turn to the head nurse and say, put this in the fridge. I got to talk killers. You know, I, I like that thought. Um, if that's, if that's not why he's there, then I don't know why he's there, but that seems to be the implication is that he, he thought I, I don't know how long he, I'm, I'm working for him here. I don't know how long I'm going to be. It's 10 o'clock, it's 10.30, maybe it's even later. I don't know how long I'm going to be. So I'm going to pick up the OJ now, and we'll put it in one of the fridges at work, and then I'll bring it home to her. Boom. Hey, that's good thinking. Now, granted, if two people have been killed right outside your hospital, and you think it might be your patient, maybe you should forego the OJ until later and head 
right up. Maybe he thought, okay, well, they're dead. There's nothing much else I can do at this moment. And it's like, you know, it's circa this time, if, if you weren't alive in this time, or, or you weren't, weren't cognizant in this time, you know, there were just stretches where it was like, you know, okay, well, uh, I know what's going on in the world. I'm leaving my house, and I know that for the next hour, two hours, until maybe I can get to a, um, uh, I might listen to the radio, but it's like, I may not, you know, we may not get the bulletins on the radio. So for, for the next hour or so, as I'm picking up OJ, I can't imagine he lives that far from the hospital. That, that would just seem, if he's on call, he, he must live closer to the hospital than that. But, you know, there's just a time when it's like, I don't know what's going on in the world. You know, that was one of the joys when we used to, I used to drive up to college. My first year I drove with my friend Jason, uh, Jason Sheehan, and we had a two, two, two and a half hour, depending upon traffic, drive up to college and back. Most of it along on the New York State Thruway in Lake Cayuga, which is gorgeous. And for those two hours, we would listen to our music. And for those two hours, we would know nothing. So if, if something exploded, if something terrible happened, if something wonderful happened, we wouldn't know it in that two and a half hours. And I, and I you know, I, I think Dr. Sickler probably maybe has a pager. I think Dr. Sickler probably maybe has the radio on in case there's another bulletin. But that was one of the things back in the day was that you could, and it wasn't, you weren't irresponsible. I always say, and I'm not going to go too deep into the story on this, but um I put this in one of my first scripts I wrote, Friends, Lovers, and Roommates. Maybe one day it'll get made. It's a lovely script. I was, I was a comedy. Um, what is it? Um, uh, lovers come and go. Good friends are forever, and roommates are always annoying. And, uh, and the, the final act in it is the main character and his good friend driving home because they have to get home to see family and such um, during a blizzard like a few days before Christmas. And this would have been 1991. And it was based on an actual drive home that Jason and I did in the middle of a blizzard when nobody was out. And it was like when we got on the thruway, we were like like a half a mile behind the snow plows. That's how bad it was. And it was just crazy. And, and you know, and for that period, and that took us like three hours to get home because the, the, the conditions were so bad. And, you know, it was like, you know, I remember calling my mom and say, we're going to take off, Ma. Okay, we'll see you soon. And from that point till I got home, no one was like, oh, my God, we were so worried. They were like, okay, well, the snow was out. We knew it was going to take you longer. You're home now. You know, and it's, I like that. I like that. And and I like that, like, right now the three guys don't know what the three gals are up to. No one's texting anyone else or calling anyone else and saying, what are you doing now? What are you wearing now? I'm wearing the same freaking thing I was wearing a bit ago, the shorts and the long shirt. And Tracy's saying, I have shorts on under this long shirt. And Linda's saying, I'm dressed like a, you know, like a, like a 40-year-old. But it's, 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 it's fun to, to see all of this. I don't know. This, this is, this is giving me the, the, the good times, you know? So let, let me just return to the minute and just wrap it up. So we've got, yeah, summer reading and the, and the cashews and what is it? Cashews and, um, cashews and Pepsi. And, um, and yeah, Dr. Sickler talks about, uh, going these emergencies, they're annoying, but, oh God, I could listen to him and his strange inflection for most of my Days. I mean, it's great because his inflections are different from, say, like the inflections of the crazy, witchy, popcorny troll two lady. Um, she's just she's got inflections from another planet. Doctor Sickler has inflections of like an actor 
who was if you've ever seen this is this is an extreme one, but Pam Duve on League of Gentlemen, um, with her orange juice commercials. You know, she was specifically, they say in the commentaries that, where does that come from? That comes from a woman who took an acting class where the acting teacher was wrong and maybe crazy. And so she thinks, and you're going to have to watch Pam Duve. I'm not going to do it, do the what she does right here. But uh, it's like, you watch it and it's like, and, and she gets parts. Because you see her perform and I was like, mm, you've got something. Clearly she's terrible. You know, clearly her acting professor teacher said to her this is how acting is done um and it's like the mr show uh what is it there's a mr show bit about like a teacher the two of them had who thought acting's about yelling and making noise and going like this i'm acting i'm waving my arms around that's what acting is and i love the fact here that dr sickler may have just got an acting coach who told him that the best the best way to act is to throw in a lot of unnatural unnatural pauses and have uh look out that's gonna fall on you it just just be awful and so but so wonderful at the same time oh i love dr sickler so much okay so the minute ends and dr sickler is uh where is dr sickler he's about to take off and um uh, get some orange juice, I guess, and we'll see what's going to happen next. Uh, listen. Listen.